Yo, 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 welcome back to episode 11 of Clamps Basketball Podcast. Uh, today, we're not doing anything like a recap or anything like that. We're just going to be doing end of the year, all, uh, not all-star, like uh, award predictions. We got most improved, six-man coach of the year, depoy, rookie of the year, most, in, most valuable player. And we also got some new awards that I came up with myself. I didn't come up with the winner of um, the new awards. I just gave up some candidates, and y'all can decide on your own. Uh, at the end, I may be able to give you a little bit of a standings predictions, depending on the time. I want to keep this episode under 15 minutes. I'm trying to keep that with all my episodes. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Let's start with the most improved player. First up, we'll do our honorable mentions. We got DeJounte Murray and Tyler Hero. Um, I think these guys have been great. DeJounte Murray, all-star, triple-doubles. I know triple-doubles aren't everything, but he's been putting them up, so that's so great. Scoring, um, everything, playmaking for them, everything, everything, everything. Defense, not as much as his prior years, but still playing great defense. Um, but I could have put him in that top five because the jump wasn't, like, too high. Like, last year he was, like, not really an all-star, but this year he was. It was not really, like, a huge jump for me to put him in that top top five spot. And then for my next honorable mention, I got Tyler Hero. Um, I saw something that said that he should have been an all-star. I don't know the exact details, but it said that, like, like I don't know. Like, he's, like, supposed to be an all-star. I don't know what that means, but you could do it that way you will. But he played very, very good. He ain't winning this award, this um most improved player award, but I'm pretty sure he'll be winning another award. But uh, those are my honorable mentions. Okay, now my top three. Number one, Miles Bridges. If this was in November, he'd be winning it. No questions asked, but still playing a great season. All-star, I wouldn't say all-star caliber in my opinion. He's not in that all-star realm yet, but he has been very, very solid. 20 points per game. I'm pretty sure last season he's averaged 12. Everything. He's been playing so, so solid. I'm really happy for him. Next, I'm not going to lie, guys. Last year, I thought P.J. Washington was a bit better than Miles Bridges. I know it's a bit crazy, but um, it's my, that was my old hot take. But uh, I think now it's clear to, clear to see that Miles Bridges is miles ahead of PJ Washington. Uh, all right, my second one was Desmond Bain. Uh, great season. I love watching him play. I love him shooting. He's so he's so jacked, bro. I want to look like that one day, bro. So good though. Didn't really play great in three point contest, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, but he's been great shooting the. Lights out of the ball, everything, everything you need, slashing a bit, not really playmaking or, but, and he's not really playing, that's not really what his job is, and he's also been, um, uh, playing great defense as well, so there's not, nothing really he can't do, but he ain't winning this award because his teammate, John Morant, is winning it, he went from all-star caliber to superstar to MVP caliber, I love this jump for John Morant. I love it. I really, really like it. I really love how he's playing. It's just like what he was doing last year, except five times better, right? Like, I don't know how you can say he doesn't win it. Like, all these guys are great, but I think John Red's running away with this award. Next up, we got the sixth man of the year. I only have four candidates. No honorable mentions or anything like that. Uh, first one is Jordan Poole. I was a bit iffy on this one. I don't know if they're going to consider him a sixth man because he did start most of the season. But now that Clay Thompson is back, he will be um, playing off the bench. And if he does, if they do consider him, I do 
like think that there's a chance that he could win. I feel like that the six man right now is kind of obvious. Like I don't think it's really a race, but I feel like Poole could easily jump up this ladder. Number three, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. At the start of the year, he was going off. He had like a couple, he had many 30 pieces in a row. I'm pretty sure 140 piece. He was going off, but then he cooled down a bit. Um, yeah, really fun watching him play. He does shooting, a little bit of defense, a little bit of slashing, everything. I really like watching him play. Uh, been great for the Hornets, everything they need from him. And uh, yeah, and then my second one was Kevin Love. Kevin Love, bro. So happy to see the, this little resurgence in his career. Last year, we had all that stuff with him, like kicking the ball, like giving, like, pretty sure it's my team, the Raptors, like a free point and stuff like that. Uh, like, it looked like he didn't want to be there. But this year, man, so much passion, so much passion for these young guys. This is exactly what he should have been. This is exactly what he should be right now. And I'm really, really happy for him. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they just kept him. Like, I know he's on like a $31 million contract, and I know that's crazy. They, like like what their team is like if they got off it like sure that'd be good for their team but if Kevin Love keeps on going like this I love it bro he's averaging great numbers playing like everything you need him to be but he ain't number one because um, I'm pretty sure we all know who number one is Tyler Hero not really any explanation needed he's almost an all-star as a six man like I'm pretty I'm don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure he may be like top two or three in scoring maybe even first on the Miami Heat playing very very solid um playing like everything you need him to be right so number one my winner for the sixth man of the year is tyler hero let's move on to uh let's do coach of the year let's do coach of the year okay my my honorable mentions are Ty Lu and doc rivers yes Ty Lu is in the play-in right now but with the team he has right now with like like okay like i'm a 2k player but in 2k they don't have a they, their best players in norman powell and they've only had him for what, like two weeks, two or three weeks? They're the seventh seed. He's been doing a great job. That 73 point comeback, that's gotta mean something, bro. That's gotta have some credit, a lot of credit to Ty Lu, right? So, honorable mention Ty Lu. Another one, Doc Rivers. Uh, I don't know why. I just think Doc is a good coach. I don't think he's winning this award. Like, any, there's no possible way he wins this award, but he's been coaching and uh, their team's winning, so yeah. Next up, you got Steve Kerr. I love this for Steve Kerr. I remember last year when the Warriors were straight ass and everyone was like, is Steve Kerr really a good coach? Like, sure, he's been given a good team every single year of his career other than last year. But yes, he is a good coach. I don't know if they're winning that um, that first finals without Steve Kerr, to be honest with you guys. I think Steve Kerr is an amazing coach. Is he winning it this year? Probably not. Is there a chance? Yes. Is he a good coach? Yes. All right, let's go to number four, Billy Donovan of the Chicago Bulls. Honestly, this one could be any higher. I wouldn't be surprised if you put him as the winning, like, the best coach in the league. Uh, not the best coach in the league, but the coach of the year this year. But, yeah, he's been playing great, using his cards well. Even when these guys are, like, all of his guys are out, literally, like, it feels like. He has, like, two of his starters out every single game. It feels like Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball. Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan has been very consistent, but all those other guys, it's, it's a yes or no, bro. We don't really know, and he's been playing with those cards great, bro. I'm pretty sure there's still the second top two seed. Let me really check really quickly, but, like, he's been great. Like, I don't know why no one's talking about that for Coach of the Year. Yeah, they're just tied for the first seed, actually, 38-21 and 21 with Miami Heat. 
Uh, yeah, I love him as a coach. And uh, yeah, number three, we got JB Bickerstaff of the Cavaliers. I mean, this is like the most surprising team in the NBA. Uh, that might be one of my own awards. I don't know why I said that. But he's been coaching great. Like, I don't know how the heck the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, are tied for second, basically, because Miami and Chicago are tied for first, and then they're tied for second with the Philadelphia 76ers. So they do have the... They have the... Wait, what, what record is that? There's the... It's the fourth best record in the league. Or fifth best record in the league. Yeah. Well, the Phoenix Suns are on a different level. I'll tell you that much. But they're playing great. No one saw this coming, honestly. JB Bickerstaff has a lot of credit for that. A lot of credit. But uh, let's move on to the next one. Number two, I just talked about him a bit. Monty Williams. I really want him to win Coach of the Year, guys. I'm not going to lie. I really do. But this year, I'm sorry, it ain't easier because someone else has been waiting for this award for a long, long time. But the, the signs have been great. And most, like, not most, a lot of the credit goes to Monty. He's been doing a lot. I don't think you guys noticed how much he's doing. Like, he's such a smart guy to, like, coach. He's an annoying coach. Like, in, in those, like, last two seconds, I remember this, in the last two seconds, like, two or three seconds of a Raptors game, we were down by like three, and like Monty Williams had like said, "No, we're not giving them a chance to even tie this game. We're just gonna foul them," which sure is a very, very annoying move to do in the last three seconds of a basketball game. But it's the right coaching move. So that's that's what Monty Williams is. He he makes the right moves. So uh, number two, Coach Monty Williams, inter- honestly interchangeable with number one, but my number one is the number one seed in the East, tied for Miami Heat's. Eric Spolstra. He's been waiting for this award for a very long time. I'm like 90% sure he's never won it before. Go fact check me on that. Um, But the Miami Heat, I, everyone thought that they were going to be a great team. I'm, like, I, I knew they were going to be a great team, but no one thought they were going to be better than the Brooklyn Nets, who are the 8th seed right now. No one thought they were going to be better than the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the 5th seed right now. I'm just saying, y'all. I'm just saying. They are great. And Eric Spolstra, have you seen that, like, inbound play that they did? That was, like, it was Kyle Lowry inbounding it, and he was, like, faking it to Bam, like, who was running backwards into the backcourt. Like, they were in offensive zone, and it was, like, an inbound play. Bam was, like, running backwards to their zone, and Kyle Lowry fakes the pass to him, then passes to the guy in front of him. I'm pretty sure, like, Max Struess or something. And then he, like, and then Max Struess, like, Fakes a shot, then Kyle Lowry goes to the three point line right after he inbounds it to the three point line. Fakes a shot, goes straight in for a layup. Easy, y- y'all gotta see that. Say like such a Eric Spolstra best inbound play of all time 2022, 20, 2021, 2022. You'll see how amazing that is. Only coach Eric Spolstra is coming up with that one. I'll tell you that one. So yeah, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat's winning the coach of the year, in my humble opinion. All right, next up, we got Defensive Player of the Year, one of my favorite awards. Um, I got no honorable mentions for this one, but I have five spots. Number five, Rudy Gobert. Uh, honestly, I, I don't really have not, much to say. I honestly don't watch too, too many jazz games, I'm gonna feel, if I'm going to be honest with y'all. But I think we all know that Rudy Gobert is carrying that team's defense right now. 
It's a lot of it's like a lot of it's thanks to that uh, Rudy Gobert. So number five, Rudy Gobert. Number four has a very very high chance of going up. Very high, very very high. Jaron Jackson Jr. JJJ. Man, is he blocking the hell out of the ball? And man, is he carrying my fantasy two in blocks, bro? He's been very solid, very solid, guys. Um, not just like statistically, like like off statistics. If you just watch Memphis Grizzlies games, you'll see how good he is at defense. The next guy, we got Mikel Bridges. You do not see um how good he is in defense on the stats. Really, like sure he puts up like two to three steals. Uh, a couple every couple nights he had seven steals one night if I'm not mistaken, but man he's such a good defender he's that he's the guy that guards the player's best team, and is not like and is not like pass up on that opportunity like he wants to do it and he'll do a good job, great like you just I love watching him play too like the way he moves his feet on defense the way he moves his hands he just knows what to do so on my number two spot I got McKill Bridges, and then my number two spot. Uh, people are going to hate on me for this. And if he doesn't come back and soon, like, soon, he's going to lose it. But if he comes back really, really soon and continues what he was doing before, he's going to win it. And I got Draymond Green. I don't even got much for you to say because y'all know who Draymond Green is. Y'all know what he does. He's a defensive monster. Nobody wants to be guarded by Draymond. He can guard one through five. Not a lot of people in the league can say that they guard one through five. So at number two, I got Draymond Green. Number one... Uh, without a doubt, in my opinion, like like since like the past few months, has been Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been great defensively, offensively, everything. Such a fun player to watch, and easily right now, easily right now, right now. Soon, maybe Draymond. Soon, maybe JJJ. Soon, maybe Mikel. Probably not Rudy. I'm not gonna lie, but he's been great. That's all I gotta say. So my defensive player of the year. Is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, rookie of the year. This one's a very hard one. We also had so, so many great rookies in this class. We had, uh, we, let me just name the honorable mentions. We got Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs. If you, I don't know about Jalen Suggs. I just got to put him on there because it's a name. Uh, Herb Jones, one of my favorites. Io DeSumo, one of my favorites. Chris Duarte, one of my favorites. Cam Thomas, a great scorer. All these guys could have been rookie of the year in past years, honestly. If I'm not going to lie. And all these guys deserve a chance. Like, if Cam Thomas had, like, was on, like, the OKC Thunder, bro would be averaging 20. Bro would be averaging 20 right now. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, let's get into this top five. Five, we got Franz Wagner. He was Franz Wagner. Yeah, he was playing great. Like, he was scoring a hell out of the ball at the start of the year. Like, at the start of 2022, I mean. He slowed down a bit, but he's still been great. Josh Giddy, number four. Man, he's been putting up triple doubles like this and that, bro. Man, bro, why does OKC draft the best triple-double getters? Uh, I like watching Josh Kitty play. Like, he should bring me a shot. I can't make a shot, though. But uh, next one, we got uh, Scotty Barnes, my favorite rookie in the class. This is the rookie that will turn into a superstar. For, like, superstar. He will. I guarantee you this one will become a superstar, Scotty Barnes. Number two, I got Cade Cunningham. I think... We all slept on Kate Cunningham during the year. Like, everyone's like, oh, Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham before the draft. But now, no one's really talking about him. But I do feel like he, everyone should be talking about him a bit, bit more. Uh, next up, we got Evan Mobley. He's running away with this award. He does so much. He impacts the game so much. Defensive, offensively, everything. Playmaking, even. 
he can low-key guard one through five. Like, he can hold up. Like, I saw him hold up against James Harden. Like, sure, he got smoked at the end, but he held up. Like, you can definitely develop him into a good defender. Definitely. So, yeah, my rookie of the year is Evan Mobley. But there are a lot of great talent, guys. Any of these past three guys could have won rookie of the year. Uh, it wasn't, like, the past five years, honestly. Um, Now, the one we've all been waiting for, the most valuable player. Honorable mentions, Steph Curry. Unless he plays like how he did in the All Star game for the rest of the season, that's the only All Star. That's the only MVP he will be winning this season. Uh, number two, KD. Sad to see him go. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, soon enough to win this. Uh, soon enough to win this MVP award. And then CP3. Honestly, he was never winning this award, but gotta show some love to my boy CP3. Um. Alright, so at number six, I had an added number six for LeBron James. Uh LeBron James, you know, I can't put him in those honorable mentions because we all know that he is always gonna be an all-star caliber player. Not always, but he's he's been up there for a long, long time. He's gonna stay up there for a short amount of time. I don't know if he's gonna be up there next year. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going on, but LeBron, he's been great. Hasn't been able to carry this team, but I don't know if anyone could ever carry this Lakers team. Uh, I'm not going to go into the Lakers because I don't want to, like, start up that. But LeBron's been great. Great stats. Great everything. Great defense. Great offense. Everything. Next up, we got John Morant. Number five and number four are interchangeable, but I got John Morant. He's not an MVP yet. Next year, I don't think he's winning it. But y'all will see him in the top three. Y'all will see him in the top three. Number four. Someone you probably won't see in the top three next year. I am not going to lie. We got Debo. Bro, if Debo won this MVP award, somehow manages to win this MVP award. That would be the best story of all time. Goes to the Raptors. Drafted by the Raptors. Loves the Raptors with all of his heart. Raptors trade him. Right after he gets traded, they win a championship. Plays on a Spurs team. Make, like The second year he's there, they miss the playoffs. Everyone be hating on Debo. Everyone be hating on Debo. Signs a very uh, iffy contract with the Chicago Bulls. Everyone thought that was like, oh, where's moving the offseason? Where's moving the offseason? Is Chicago overpaid? Debo's never going to be the same. He's top four in MVP. He wins the MVP at the end of the season. What a story. What a story. Man. Uh, I don't, uh, y'all know what Debo's been doing this season, though. Clutch as hell. Clutch as hell, bro. That's what's bringing them here. Okay, let's go to number three. Y'all will be tripping over this one. I'm telling you that one. But three and two are interchangeable again. Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I like Giannis more because, I don't know, I just like watching him play more. I know Jokic. Jokic is so fun to play. That playmaking, that everything. Everyone says he's boring to watch. No, that's not true. He's very fun to watch. But I like I like them flashy players. Like the ones that like going driving for a dunk, going for a poster. That's why I love John Moran. But, man, these two are great. This one's low-key biased, but you can change them. I won't be upset. And finally, at number one, Joel Embiid. Not much to say here. During that, like, January and, fe- and start of February, he's been, he was going off, bro. He was having, like, 30, 20 every night, it felt like. I don't know how you can't have him at MVP right now. All right, now let me tell you my new awards. First up, we got Offensive Player of the Year. They have this in football. Be great if they added it to the NBA. My candidates for this are Jokic, 
Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, and Jason Tatum. Right now, I think it'd probably go to Jokic. This is my word. Jokic, then Trey, then Jason Tatum, then LaMelo. I put LaMelo because, like, offense is also, like, playmaking and everything like that, right? So, yeah, that's why Jokic would win it for me. Then comeback player of the year. Honestly, I don't think this one will ever be added. Oh, offensive player of the year has a good chance of being added, like, one year soon. But this one won't have a good chance of coming back because, like, not every year there's going to be, like, some superstar that comes back. Like, we don't, like, there's not going to be a Clay Thompson-type talent that comes back every year, right? But, oh, I just gave it away. But Clay Thompson will be the comeback player of the year this year if there was one. And then finally, we got surprise team of the year. I kind of said this when I was talking about coach of the year, but we have Chicago. Cavs and Grizzlies, not really much to explain. Chicago, no one thought they were going to be the one seed. Cavs, no one thought they were going to be three seed. Grizzlies, no one thought John Morant would be an MVP talent. That's the only reason they're surprising. Literally. Okay, that's just, that's not true, but they, they've been great as a team. Uh, I don't think I have time to do my end-of-season standings, but y'all let me know what you think about these new awards and my opinions on the awards that we already have. That's all I got for y'all today. Peace.